0: Dan, are you? Good to go. Sound a big thing, Good to go. Mr. Zabanda, are you? Good to go. Yes, sir. Get <laughs> No. Dan, let's, let's go, bro. Let's go. Let's get cracking. This is a busy man. He's got places to go, people to see. Let's roll.
1: All right, all right, all right. So this is what we're going to do, Philip. We start with Tanashi, and then we'll do the rest of the show after we're done with him.
0: Yes, that's what I assumed you were
1: going to do. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we do big things on this podcast. We've done Ben telling you this is Two Broke Twimbos. And uh, today we have the the pleasure and the grace of being uh, graced. Man, this sentence did not turn out the way it was supposed to. And the point is, we've got Mm. Tinashe Mm. Sibanda, aka Bantu, aka formerly known as T Colla, aka Big Man Mm. Tings, doing his his thing (coughs) in the building, all the way from (laughs) L.A., Los Angeles, where he's been. uh, He was just telling us a story about how he was hobnobbing and rubbing shoulders with A-listers in Los Angeles. Ain't got time for you, small people out here. So you should be you should be grateful that we're getting such big names on the podcast. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? How you doing? I feel like anyone in the know, like people who know what's up, like right now they're like,
2: oh damn, they got this dude on the podcast.
1: But like you're still kind of like a well kept secret from the people who don't really know what's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're gonna fix that, man. We're gonna fix it. So. uh um, <laughs> to introduce you to, to, this, uh, to this gentleman. He's uh, a Zimbabwean who, when he was very young, like many other successful Zimbabweans, decided to go and uh, apply his talents, his craft, his abilities, his work rate, everything outside the country. He moved to LA, uh, established himself as one of the most sought-after songwriters and producers by some of the biggest names you can think of. Even back then, I remember, you know, we'd be, we'd be hearing, we'd be hearing the, the, the rumors of, bruh, this Chris Brown song was written by a Zimbabwean, bra. You know what I mean? It was like, ah, you're lying. Not for real, for real. You know. And then, then you then you start hearing that's not just Chris Brown. Uh, it's you know Kevin Gates. Although I don't know which Kevin Gates song it is. <laughs> I find that I actually find that funny. We must talk about it. And then Emma Mans gets featured on FIFA on the FIFA soundtrack, and. Now he's doing his own songs, and he's featuring on Grammy award-winning albums and Grammy-nominated songs, and the soundtracks of some of my favorite movies. So clearly, you've uh, you've been doing things, man. So we are very honored to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming.
2: Hey, thank you for having- Let
0: thanks. For no, man, it's you. a pleasure. I think the, the only way to start this, Dan, is. I was actually going through like when when, when, I, um, when the person who, who set this interview up hit me up. I was like, "Yo, let me try and see how far back the stuff I have from Bantu." And I, I, I'm looking at an email right now from 2016. This this man has some big people pushing him. Then from 2016, uh, this guy called uh, Prince. I don't know if you, if you if you're familiar with him, Bantu. Yeah. And fo- following the email from Prince, there was another email from Toponiswa. It was like, <laughs> yeah. "Yo, there's a sim kid." You need to you need to push this, and I was like, oh, okay, let's give it a listen. Oh, there's a bit of there's a bit of a movie in this one. Oh, that was my first song out. Yeah, this this is what I was getting pushed.
2: <laughs> Waking up in the morning, we are different people, higher than the airplanes and the egos Now you're touching my body. And I was like, yo,
0: I, I like the vibe of this, but at the time I was running a hip hop blog, I was like, I don't know how to place this, man. And I even think I might have emailed you once or twice, uh, but I forwarded your stuff to a, a few other people. See where you started and where you're at now. I'm just like, wow, man, this, 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 you've been grinding, man. You you've been hustling. Yeah, Yo, you know what's you know what's
3: crazy, but that song holiday and and just like that era, um, you know. You said you were running a hip hop blog and you didn't know what how, like where to place it. I had that same conversation with like the heads of Spotify. Like they were literally like, bro, your music's crazy. We don't know what playlist to put it on. Like mm. it's not quite rap caviar, but it's also not quite African heat and it's not quite hot rhythmic and it's not quite. And, and, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to m- my cousin about this yesterday and you know, sometimes being early is, is, <laughs> is an uncomfortable thing because I feel like now everything I was doing makes sense. You know what I mean? Like now that African music has exploded all over the world, like, like suddenly I don't look so crazy. Um, and even like for me, like Afro pop, and that sound was like there wasn't too many people doing it at the time. Like I I can't think of too many people like when I go back to 2015, 2016. So yeah, man, it's, it's so crazy. And 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 for me, it's just like uh, it's, it's 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 amazing to see where things are at right now because you know now it's like if you see a name, an African name on any playlist. Like whether it's the dance playlist, the hip hop playlist, the the pop playlist, the rock, like it doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it looks like it belongs there. If you see Burner Boy on today's top hits, it like oh I bet that makes sense. Um, it so, wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that, and so uh, for me, it's 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 uh it's crazy because there was a lot of frustration with, with stuff like that at the beginning, because, you know, I'm trying to do something and I'm like, God, but like people like the music though, this is the vibe and people are like, yeah, we know, but where do we put it? And trying to live uh, outside of a box. uh, Well, to me, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even that crazy. I just felt like it was, it was, it was the natural way that things were going to go, that you've got all these rhythms and sounds that all kind of come from here anyway and that people were gonna kind of go back home so to speak to look for to the roots of the sound um of of most genres you know and kind of go back there uh, for inspiration so yeah uh holiday is is, is is a crazy time i mean and even on that song i'm not even singing on it like i didn't even know what the bantu thing was gonna look like i was like am i gonna be like a dj who just produces and i'm like anonymous is it gonna be and uh yeah, it's crazy to see even just how that's kind of evolved over the years.
1: So there's, there's, there's Mm. so many directions this can go. And I know Phil is also itching. Um, (laughs) firstly, yeah, I call dibs. Okay. 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 (laughs) You can ask. I just want to, I just wanted to sort of my guy, Phil and I are both very interested in like the nerdy stuff the 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 music business stuff. So for you saying, for example, yeah, I was talking to heads of Spotify, like already I'm like, whoa, whoa, let's not just pass through that. How are you dropping your first single and you're there? you know what I mean? so we'll get there, but yeah, feel okay. free feel free to dive into the weeds, man let's we in this podcast, we sometimes talk about some of this nerdy stuff, and like i I would love and I know our listeners would love to hear some of the behind the scenes stuff like how do you how do you kind of get to a particular position or get in a particular meeting or get a placement or how do you get on three freaking FIFA songs? you know what I'm saying? It's three right uh something like that I, I, uh, yeah. I, but 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 yeah no it's it's uh,
3: every single thing that happens as a story. Um and uh it's I felt like my the the route I took is very different from like most people, right? Because for example, uh you said at the big be- you know at the beginning you're like, okay, like some people know your stuff and then a lot of people don't. Um and it's it's interesting to me because you know, I was raised and born in Zimbabwe. I was there until I was eighteen. I go home every year, like I'm like more Zimbabwean than, like, you know what I mean? Like, than most people. Like, my parents, my cousins, my, like everyone is still back there. But it's crazy because I feel like the, the, the more I progressed in the music industry, the less I was, the less people could relate or felt like I was one of them. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like this thing that happens that it's like it's it's, it's tough because. I was actually talking to someone about this last week and I was like, man, I don't know how to like fix it, but there's so many Zimbabweans that are doing incredible things in Zimbabwe, around Africa and around the world. And sometimes there's just this information lag. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. There's obviously a lot going on in Zimbabwe and, and, and sometimes like it's hard to like focus on on different stories and different things when, when, when things are difficult. Um, but I think for me, it's like when I was growing up, I wish I had like, I wish I could be like, yo, there's this Zimbabwean guy who's like just signed to Liverpool and is now playing for Liverpool or there's this like Zimbabwean actress who's in like Marvel movies. And so maybe I can be an actress or an actor or, you know, there's this Zimbabwean singer who's like on soundtracks. Like, I feel like we've got a lot more of that now. Mm. And I think, but I think on the storytelling side of things, well, at least the, there's a bit of a gap, you know, between like people finding that out. So it's almost always a surprise. Like, ah, do you know Ningi Ningi Zimbabwe? The guy from Bridgerton Zimbabwe. And it's like, you're like, wait, really? Like, how come I don't know this? Because I yeah. feel like in most cultures and countries, they are so good at their storytelling. Like, if you're from Atlanta, they, everyone will know like this person, this rapper is from Atlanta Mm -hmm. and like, it'll be on your intro when people even like, there's no way you will go without that being a thing. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and so, yeah, I think, I think that's something that for me, it's been something I've become passionate about. And that's why like, anytime I get to speak to people like you or whatever, I definitely want to break it down because it's not, it's, 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 it's a lot like, um, I was in Zimbabwe at 16 years old telling people like, yo, one day I'm going to like be in LA. I'm going to be producing for the biggest people. Like, I'm going to be working with these people. And people were laughing, laughing, dying. Couldn't like, just be like, ah, this guy's lost his mind, yo. And um by the time I was 24, 25, I'd done most of those things. So it's like, to me, like the only trick genius thing here was just that I was crazy enough to believe that I could do it. Um, and everything else that's kind of happened was just more like putting myself out there and then like, you know, just doors opening up, like, like, uh, with holiday, the reason why Spotify and then went involved early was because when I put out the record, I cold emailed every single person who worked at Spotify. I spent hours finding emails online and I emailed every person at Spotify, every person at YouTube, every person at Apple music and i got one response out of like 60 emails i sent out and that person was tuma who at the time was the head of rap music can you hear
0: this name drop right just, they just dropped tuma by, so, like you know tuma just replied my email
3: you know i mean saying? but it wasn't really like a name drop like you have to understand it was just it was just me emailing people Do you it's know what i'm saying email. it was like yeah. that was like that was just like out of all these people, he's the person who responded. And the only reason he responded was because he was like, bro, I grew up in Zimbabwe too. So that's where we bonded. Again, I didn't know this. And this is what I'm saying is like, you would mm. find we have more allies out there, but we don't know. So you've got the guy who's created rap caviar, mm. the biggest hip hop playlist in the world. And he's, he grew up in Zimbabwe. So it's like, damn, like I, if I, if I had like, if I had this information, it would be encouraging. I, that was just something I encountered. You know what I mean? And he was like, bro, like, I grew up in Skies. My parents were from Rwanda, but like, you know what I'm saying? We traveled a lot. Like, so they worked it with, like, he spent his teen years in, in Skies. So it's like, for me, he, it was like, he just he was like, yo, so I got you. I love this song. Let me put it on African E. Let me put it on a couple of playlists. And so from then on, it was just like, oh, that that's amazing. So So yeah, that was kind of the story of how I kind of got into the Spotify world. But even then, like I said, it was challenging in the sense that like they liked it, but there wasn't quite a home like, okay, we don't know where to put this. It was still early days.
1: You you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for all the executives at Apple Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, who are about to get a ton of struggle SoundCloud licks because they're like, nah, I just heard it. That's what that's what that's what Bantu did so you know I'm going to do the same.
0: You, you don't think they get those ready? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think I'm the one studying it. <laughs> that's dope, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, th- th- there's a few points. I think the, the first thing with the Zim ripping thing, I think to a degree you're right. I I think and, and I I've noticed it as well is that there's a bit of like a cognitive dissonance with the the masses in Zim they want to acknowledge and rep or be rep, but in in a specific way, and it, and it, it's across the board. I, I, I certainly don't want you to take it personally because I've seen it myself. Like even with I then I grew probably one, has been in the biggest blockbusters that Hollywood has ever seen, but she can still walk down Bardell Village. You know what I mean? And maybe one or two people we'll stop. Right?
1: No. Like, hey.
0: Okay. If you put like, her next maybe, to Japreza, maybe the last
1: time she was here. Sure. But like, nah, not now. No way. So,
0: but if, do you, do okay, then if you, if you put Danai in Joina, would you, and you put Danai and Jaapresa in opposite corners, who do you think is going to get hounded more? I get you. I get you. that, And, uh, and that, and that's what I mean. I, I don't think you should take it personally. I think you're right. It's about storytelling and people understanding. I think Zimbabweans have a very homogenous idea of what a Zimbabwean is. And if you're if you don't fit into that mold, they don't represent you. And it's not just you. I'm friends with Rhymes. Rhymes comes home every every holiday. I've been in the club where the DJ will do a 30-minute set of rhymes songs. The DJ won't know those are rhymes songs, but and he won't be acknowledged in the club at all. And and it's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy that happens across the board with you, with Rhymes, with, with Dakari with all these other acts who are doing well outside and then they come back, but they, they're not doing it a certain way, but there are artists, for example, in the UK who are creating content that is consumed mainly by Zimbabweans back home. And it's, it's, it's it's a world of difference. So I, I would say, don't take it that personally, but I, I do also think telling the stories is difficult, but consuming the stories is another thing, um, which kind of leads me to my second point is, one of the reasons why your stuff was referred to me is I was trying my best to tell stories at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I even remember at the time when we were trying to shut down, we ended up shutting down the blog, is is because we'd realized we'd kind of pigeonholed ourselves. We loved hip hop, we wanted to rap hip hop, but then we were like, we love other types of music. That's why even Holiday I ended up posting it on this website, Two Broke trombos, because that's why we, I created part of the reason I created it was I just don't want to post hip hop anymore, I want to post African music. But within that, People still were like, yeah, this doesn't sound, It's it kind of sounds like African, but it doesn't sound like the African music we want to listen to. So it's it's just a weird mm. thing. I even remember, I'm looking at the email thread right now. I forwarded it to a bunch of DJs, including Dan. Dan didn't respond, by the way. And all of them were saying the same thing. Like, yo, we don't know where to put this on radio. Hol- Holiday, um, Holiday got a huge, like it was spun quite a bit on radio. Mm,
1: like it was a big thing sure, on radio.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It really was. mm mm-hmm.
0: But, but,
1: but, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure um, you saw, I'm think, sure you saw the, the, you know, the, should have been like 75 cents or something that, that, that cleared from royalties, <laughs> Zim royalties. You didn't see that coming through, man. Yeah.
0: From, from his 300 spins. <laughs> I, 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 I might have missed it. Um, but bro, I'm <laughs> finding your lifestyle right now, bro. Nah,
1: no, I'm saying, <laughs>
3: <laughs> nah, but uh, the, thing, the thing is, the thing is, Here's the thing. It's not even that I take it personally, right? I I actually have no issue with it. I just think that for every, for every Zimbabwean that does love their job and their local thing, you know, there they also is the other side of it where we are like a very diverse people. You know what I mean? So I think it's just more like being able to, um, you, you, you know, like w- once you start like looking at like in 2015, if you asked me, what's the height of Afrobeats? How far could it go? Where, where do people like it? Right. You might've said, oh yeah, Nigerians like it. You know, I'm in, in Afro Africa. We like the big ones, you know. Every now and then, a P Square song, or da da da. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy. I'm seeing like footage from from Amsterdam and Paris and London this summer of hundreds of thousands of people singing along to Rema, singing along to to berna singing along to Omar Lay. And my whole thing is that if these people didn't hear the music we would have statistics that don't we wouldn't know we wouldn't know that this is a reach these people would respond in this way you know what i mean and it's the same for me it's been so interesting almost like being like okay we know what music works in zimbabwe but like like what else is there like when you make music like let's just like let's just check the temperature of certain things you know what i mean so for me it's been exciting because i love being being someone who's like doing collabs people don't expect i love like hitting people up and being like yo like what do you think of this and like you know like if i tell you some of the names and the people who want to jump on certain things or are jumping on certain things i think it's just one of those things where. The way I, my analogy is that when we when you go to battle, right, everyone has a different position. Everyone has a different role, and so we're not all foot soldiers that walk around with like you know. Some people are in the air. Some people are in the submarines in the war. So for me, it's like I think I just play a different role, but still for the same uh, agenda where we're trying to like push the culture. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like sometimes I watch War Cry videos. Uh, like i think there's like a tiktok that is like zimbabwean war cries and i'll hear the kids the war cries they say in a day i was like wow that kid like raps and flows just the way the same way i do like his 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 like mannerisms and the, the things he's saying like oh i see where i got it from that's that's part of the way we think and the way we we do stuff, I'm just finding ways to put it in music. So, it's 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 um yeah, I think it's unfolding, and I think it's exciting. It's an exciting thing to be a part of something that's new and growing. You know what I mean? And undefined because uh, I think we do get the chance to be like, what does Zimbabwean, what do Zimbabwean artists sound like, and what do they do? And it's like I don't know. Let's find out.
1: It's like I, I, I'm I'm like in such a hurry to kind of agree with what you're saying because. Um, you you use the example of Atlanta. So we have what we would stereotypically assume to be a sound from Atlanta. But I yeah. think we all know that there's probably such a huge variety of different, not just rap, but other genres coming out from the same place. So yeah. I, sure, there might be a very stereotypical sound we might expect from Zim, but there's, there's fans of every kind of music. And yeah. all it takes is for someone to hear it. All it takes is, it's just someone needs to hear it. They don't know they like it or they don't like yeah. it until they hear it. And that's our problem in Zim. We we don't have enough places that things can be heard. Our, our media and entertainment industry as a whole is not, hasn't reached people with these different sounds and songs and music videos. And, you know, I, I guarantee you, I, I remember, um, um, there was uh there was like a, a a thing that I was doing with um, with the, the gaming community in Zim, and we were tr- discussing statistics, and no one had any raw numbers, but it was like a, like everyone knows, duh, the by far the most played video game in Zimbabwe is FIFA. Yep. So you know they'd be talking about our, so there was it was basically conversations about. Uh, we want to try and get like the the community of people and try to sort of build it and get, find out who's playing and how are they playing and blah 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 blah. And that's so interesting to me because there are probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people who are probably sitting vibing to your music and they just have no idea that it was a Zimbabwean. It was two Zimbabweans who made Jackie Chan, yep. or it was a yep. you, you know what I mean. No one, they don't know. They just be sitting there, real quick, right back. Who's the right back you're referring to? Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> so, so I, I figure, I figure there's It's just a matter of it being there for people to see. Like, if they saw the music video and they saw you guys with the Zim flag in the in the music video, they would be like, God oh, damn, who's this? You know, and then you now you're trying to find out who's this person. And so, our problem is the story hasn't been told. There's there's probably a lot of Zimbabweans who've watched Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, and they and they have then no, they don't know that Okoye is Zimbabwean. Although I feel like noise has been made about it, but they probably don't. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Right, man. You know, Dan, we have got a little distracted because we haven't even got to the story. Man, we just, Um, we
1: just talking, man. We're just chopping it up. You know what I'm saying?
0: saying? So you you spoke about your drive when you were a kid. Um, What was pushing you to have these lofty dreams and lofty visions of moving to LA in your teens? Huh. I don't know.
3: I think I think that's like one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's almost like um, you're always kind of wondering, like, is this like taught or is this like taught? Is a court or are you born with it? You know what I mean? Um, as far as I can remember, I've always kind of been a person. Even when I was twelve, thirteen, that was just like, yo, I think we could like do this or like, like, yo, what if we like you know, like I was always attracted to the most crazy outcome possible, you know, like whatever the biggest dream in the room to me was like the most interesting. Um, And I was also obsessed with like reading about like, I studied, I loved business. I read all the business books. I loved like anyone who was great at at anything. I was always a fan of whether it was music, sports, anything like that. Um, So I think like, I and my, you know, I grew up in a house where my mom was like super driven as well, and kind of she she was very like she would like uh, had me even in this program where she, it was like a cognitive behavior um, programs where like it trains your mind and how to think, and it was like one of those things where like if you have a negative thought, like you have to pull this band on your arm and, and just training your mind to like be working for you not against you so i think it was a combination of like just just kind of like how i grew up and, and 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 what was inside me from birth and also like just the environment i grew up around like i wasn't used to hearing about like um oh i don't think that's possible hmm. I it was always like let's see how far this thing can go and so even when I got to, to America, I was like, ah, let's see. And then even when I got to LA, I didn't know anyone. I was like, ah, let's see how far we can go. And after five years of like, five, six years of producing and 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 producing for everyone who was on my list of, if I could produce for these people I've made, it. and then I did it. And then I was like, dang, I'm still 26. So <laughs> what, what's next? And then now kind of, all right, I'm going to be an artist and now doing that. And then it's like, Okay, well, we're moving through the people. My dream collabs are happening faster than I thought they would. So it's for me, it's just one of those things I'm like, man. Like, even what I thought was like a big, big goal, I have to keep on updating it. And I don't know. That's why I really get inspired by like, even like the Kanye West documentary. It's like just seeing that people who are like that think like that even before they become that you know what i'm saying it's almost like that's a pre-programming that's inside you and if you're driven like that like it's almost like you can see those people coming from a mile away if you know what you look what, what to look out for hmm.
1: um, which was the which was the first big collab that you had was it body on me or was there one before that
3: um my first big production credit was fifth harmony Okay. they were like a new a new girl group at the time New, no one knew about them and um they just called me to come in to the studio and work with them because they were new and i was new so it was like they put all these newbies in one room and uh the girls were like 16 17 at the time and like so i worked on a song with them and uh it came out on their album um it was a song called them girls be like and it was on their album and then the album ended up doing really well when like gold or platinum or something and like yeah it was my first kind of big cut and and i kind of started the the whole ride and um and then body army came probably like a
0: year later Mm. let's take a step back because i think some listeners might might not understand understand just how difficult it is to get placements especially in a saturated market like la so let's start you're, you're in zimbabwe you're like guys i want to move to la You you make a deal with your parents from what the Regis has said. Uh, Tell us about that. And then when you get to LA, like, how are you surviving? How are you paying the bills? How are you networking? What are you doing to to get to where eventually you got to with Fifth Harmony?
3: Okay. Uh, I tell my parents, I want to do music. I want to go to America. They say, you're crazy. I say, nah, that's really what I want to do. So they say, all right, cool, but you have to go to college that wasn't in my plan. I said, "All right, cool." I googled best music school in America, and uh, there's two schools come up: Berkeley College of Music and then Full Sail University. I picked Full Sail because it's in a sunny state, Florida. Florida. So I go. <laughs> I, I go there for two two years, and then um and then I moved to LA. The deal with my parents was like, "Yo, if you guys can just support me and hold me down for a year, and then I I think that's enough time for me to like." Get going. So I move out here, don't know anyone, but I had my friend taps out here at Mugadza. T- T- P- Gaza, And so he knew one AR that worked at Interscope. He was even new at Interscope, I think. And again, it's funny how life works because this person who was like a, I think he was like an assistant A at the time. I met him and he that he's the person that kind of opened the doors for me. Um, and his name is Tunji. At the time, he was working on the Kendrick Lamar album "Good Kid, Mad City," and what's crazy is Tunji is now the president of uh, Island Def Jam Records. So it's it's yeah. it, it's it's insane because again, we came up together, and he was just someone I got introduced <laughs> to. So I I knew one person. I didn't know a lot of people. That's the only person I knew. Shout out to Tunji Balagun, R- right? Right
1: person to know. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, and then yeah he, wow. he introduced me to like uh this lady, Jamie, who was at a publishing company, and I went in to see her and played her some stuff, and then they ended up signing me uh and then and then, yeah, th- once you sign with a the publisher, they start putting you in sessions and stuff, so you just have Monday to fr- fully booked every day one p m to seven p m you're just going into different studios different rooms, writing songs and making beats and stuff like that, so you kind of just get busy. And, um, yeah, at the, at the, after that, it's like, it's just depends on how good the music you make is. Mm. So yeah, that was the breakdown of like, exactly how it took place. Obviously there was ups and downs in the middle of all of that, but pretty much. Yeah.
0: It makes it sound so easy, you know? Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying so- just like, you know, then, you know, just, I mean, then I, you know, then I got signed and then, you know, then I was booked, you know, and then Fifth Harmony's album. Man, that's dope. I love hearing these kind of stories of of like how all this stuff happens. Cause we don't see that, right? We just we just see you now releasing your mega remix with Big Lotto on your song, but you know, we haven't seen like the build-up of getting to this stage. So it's dope. I love hearing these stories. Um Tell me tell me about um placements on things like the FIFA soundtrack and and were you deliberately trying to make that kind of sound or was it like your publisher and, and whatever that just happened to if I like, these are the songs you're making. They would be perfect for this and this and this.
3: Uh, Well, with Jackie Chan, like that one's a crazy one because actually it was a joke. Like it was me and Chai, we were just joking around and like, we were like, oh, let's just make a quick, we were like, sometimes we do this. We were like, okay, let's make a quick song. We 20 minutes, we have to do a song and then we have to be out. So I remember freestyling the mic and I, I just sang like, "She hit me with the Jackie Chan, swish swish, swash, watch." And he actually laughed. And if you listen carefully to the song, you can hear him laughing in the background. I kept that. That was just like the draw take, and I just kept it. And um, it was one of those things where, like, we just we made the beat in like ten minutes. We started singing it, and and uh, I thought it was special. Once we were done, I was like, "Dang, this is kind of a vibe." And so we shot the music video. We just flew to to New York City and uh, uh, we just re- ran into Chinatown and just like Gorilla Style just shot the music video. We were there for 48 hours and then and then we put it out. And what was crazy about Jackie Chan is for three months, nothing happened with the song. It was stuck on like 500 views, no playlisting, love, no one cared. It wasn't doing well. And we were like, dang, I thought we were onto something. Like it felt like it was a vibe. And so that was like tough, you know, you're just kind of like, all right, man, okay, I guess we'll just make another song, keep keep it going. And then we got a call one day um, from this was actually from Chai's publisher. And uh, they were like, yo, you know, that song Jackie Chan, we just played it for uh, the music supervisor from EA Sports, and she likes it for FIFA, they want to put it in FIFA. And I was like, what? And what's crazy is I actually found like a piece of paper where I'd written down some goals. And I was like, I want to have a song in FIFA. It was like that, something I wrote like a year before. And so they called and said that, like, yo, I want to put in FIFA. I was like, man, that's crazy. And so, so, anyway, I think a month later, FIFA comes out. And uh, day one of FIFA being out, the streams and the views for the song just shot up like, boom and they went from having 500 a 1000 plays to getting like 5000 10000 a day 20000 a day 30000 a day we it, it went viral it was number 15 on the viral charts in Netherlands number 12 in in England and honestly that song just took off and had a life of its own after that and now it's like probably one of our biggest songs and still to today like 3 4 years later like I've been places and people just say sushi, swash, wash. I've seen people imitating the skit in the beginning. Like, it's like a cult. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I can't believe it's on all, every single, like, these are the best FIFA songs of all time is there. And so that was like, that was a crazy experience. Even people putting Turn two, two together, me saying real quick, right back, I, that it had nothing to do with soccer, nothing to do <laughs> with football. But it's just funny that that's what it ended up being like such a perfect song for it um so yeah those are kind of the magical moments that can happen with music like how a joke turns into like one of the best fifa songs of all time like we were just lucky to like and really blessed to to have stumbled on that one
1: i I was gonna wait until after the interview to try and listen for the laugh but i I can't wait anymore i'm sorry i gotta i gotta i gotta hear what
2: Hit
0: me with the Jackie Chan ah, Tree sweet swash was I hit her with the yes I can <laughs> Real quick right back I know what I gonna do New week brand new So hit me with the Jackie Chan ah, Tree sweet swash was Girl I hit you with the Jackie Chan Ring
1: ring ring to the mother Yo this is a banger yo It's a banger Yeah. <laughs> Again I was I was exactly in that position cuz I had I used to play when I was like young obviously with my brothers and whatever but I would stop playing FIFA you know grown life hits you FIFA this was 17 right 18 19 FIFA 19 I think 19 somewhere there that was the first that was like my I haven't played this in years I'm just going to start playing again and this was my jam yo I had no idea who it was this was just my jam on FIFA like hey she hit me with that Jackie Chan and then Um, around about that time, I was in charge of playlisting for radio. So, we were, we, we were trying to be, we were trying to introduce more and more different, because, we wanted to introduce Zimbabwean songs, but that weren't the mainstream sound. So we were deliberately looking for this kind of thing without, like, really thinking that this is what we were looking for. And the moment I found out this, I was like, this, this was made by, this was made by Bantu. Are you kidding me? Ha. So, this this was like it started charting and whatever and i was like yo this song came out like a year ago but it's all good
3: it's all good it's amazing that's the thing with music is like you can make it now and in two years it starts catching you know like it's 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 like you really learn how to like let go of any you know what i mean like i don't know what's gonna happen with anything i do the way I look at it, it's like a little child. Once you make it and you put it out there, you're saying bye-bye. And it's like, it's gone. Look,
0: LA Whatever. is already
1: rubbing off on you. No, no, don't, don't be leaving children out there, but what the heck, man? Just a few, <laughs> just a few, not many, please.
0: Uh, yeah, these
3: are <laughs> my son, my son babies. <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, it's, 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 it's cool.
1: Sorry. Just one more question going so, back to holiday. Um, Holiday was featuring Shungudzo and you've done a lot of stuff with Shungudzo. Did you have like, um, um, what, what was the, wh- why was there so much synergy in the beginning? Did you guys like link up and have a vibe going? Because you've, you've collaborated with her a lot.
3: Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Like, again, it's that whole thing of like, you meet a Zimbabwe and that you, you know, you guys meet. And I think we were both like, I don't know, 20, Five at the time, and you just meet at, and and it was actually our manager, m- my manager, who was like, Yo, this is a Zimbabwean girl, you should meet her too. And I was like, Oh, yeah, for sure. We met and we went, we got in the studio, and the first song we ever made was Holiday. Like, you met like a stranger, like two strangers, and we made Holiday. So it's like, for me, it was just like, it was instant, but that's the thing where I'm like, It's not random, though. She she wasn't Nigerian, she, she wasn't from South Africa, she was Zimbabwean. And, and I think, there is something that's, there's something that's like definitely the way we, I feel like Zimbabweans are really melodic and there's a, there's a certain thing. I don't know what it is yet, but yeah, we, I just kind of like, we hit it off in that sense and we just made, like when we make music, it's so easy. Like it takes us 20 minutes. We're chilling. And every single time it's like big song, big song, big song. So, Yeah, it was one of those. We just started rocking together, and um, I was actually just in the studio with her, like maybe like a month ago, and we made the new tune. That's so crazy that like it might be my next single or the the next next one. Like so, yeah, it's just it's cool to kind of again. I just find myself gravitating towards people um, who are who are from the same place as me, and we and so yeah, that's kind of she's a. Amazing and she also was very instrumental in encouraging me to sing and stuff. Like mm. when she met me, I was kind of like just hiding behind like production and the beats. And she was like, No, you have a good voice, keep singing. I was like, Oh, please. Please, please don't yeah. lie to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, actually, then you know we, we actually need to get shoes out of the show. I actually remember because when you had sent me the, the, the um holiday, I hit you up I was like, Yo, who is she? And I remember you were like, No, she just wants to stay anonymous. She's not trying to be out there or whatever. Like, I bet. Then the next thing I see shungudzo on the Fifty Shades of Freed soundtrack. I'm like, wait a minute, is
2: that the same person?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and that's that's again what I'm saying is like she was writing for like um, what's that girl group called? The UK one. Um,
1: Spice Girls.
3: No, little mix little mix yeah she was writing she wrote one of the yeah, biggest songs my, for them and it's like and then she was season. again just like doing like soundtracks and working with crazy djs and i was like guys this is one of ours too so like i mean there's so many zimbabweans doing incredible things around the world mm. and uh mm. and and so so yeah she's she's someone i will always support and, and always collab with that's
0: what's up man that's what's up so, you've got a laundry list of big features. Um, what was the first, if any, time you're in the studio and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is so and so?
3: Probably when I was in the studio with Adam Levine the first time. I was actually working on my room five. It was a song for his album, a song called Whiskey. And it was something I'd written uh, for him. And I remember like, oh, he's recording it today. And I remember going to the studio. When I walked in, he was already in the booth cutting. And then he came out and he was like, oh my God, Bantu. Like, so good to meet you. I love this song. And I was just like, man, this is the guy that I grew up listening to. This is weird. This is crazy. (laughs) But, you know, again, what, what, what also happens the more and more you're like working with these people is like your brain has to make these things normal so that you don't lose your mind. Right. So it's like you have to catch up to the reality, like that, like, okay, the imposter syndrome has to leave so that you can function well. Because you're not, I can't be also like starstruck and be like, oh my God, while I'm supposed to also be doing like <laughs> writing a song or like making a beat or whatever. So I think it's like eventually it just became a thing when I was like, man, these are people that I grew up inspired by listening to. And now, I am I get the privilege to be like around them and to kind of like um be a part of their journey and, and 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 they can be a part of my journey. Um and what I bring to the table is like being someone who is from a different part of the world than they are, you know. Um so yes, probably Adam Levine, but but I don't know, I've met a lot of like really cool great people. Mm
1: that's so cool man uh, i i figure w- i would love to have an opportunity where we can actually sit down in person as well and discuss more of some of these stories and behind the scenes and what's going on with you know with uh with each of these big studios and big artists and big producers that you've worked with I, i'd love to hear all of that behind the scenes stuff but um let, let's talk about uh there's two things i want to talk about first of all um you've kind of partly touched on it cuz i was going to ask like how did you How did you link up with, with Maroon 5 to get on their album in the first place? And then obviously about your, or your most recent single, uh, the one that you just dropped the, the remix to one light. So I take it then since, since whiskey, you guys have had a great relationship.
3: Yeah. It was like, from then it was kind of more like it was his favorite song from the album. And like, you know, his wife is from, uh, I think Namibia. So like, he has like travels back and forth, you know, to Africa a lot. And like, I think it just became a thing where like, they were like, you know, he, he, he was a fan of the music and I obviously was a fan of his music for a while. So kind of one of those things that kind of kept going. And when it was time for his next album, um, you know, he just reached out uh, to my managers and, and was like, Hey, like we have this song and we would love to, for Bantu to to like give it a shot and see if he vibes out with it, and uh, it's so funny because I remember when I got that call, I was like, I was like, "Hello, me? Do you guys? Is this the wrong? Is this the wrong number?" <laughs> like they want who? Like I was confused. I was like, "Wait, what?" Um, because even when you look at the album, it was like featuring Meg Thee Stallion and 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 Juice WRLD and this and that, and then you see Bantu, and it's like, "I'm like, yo, I am the only name on here that people." wouldn't recognize or would be new to, you know what I'm saying? I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But I like crazy. I like that. I like these things that keep happening that are like, like a confirmation that like, I don't know. Like if, when people tell me stuff can't happen, I'm like, nah, they can though. Like, but I like experiencing it for myself because I'm like, I can tell you story after story, after story, after story. When I, when this happened and this door opened, and when I like this wasn't supposed to happen, but the craziest thing happened. And when I think, um, yeah, like once I did that, uh, feature, I remember even procrastinating it and Dr. Chai was like, bro, we need to work on this verse, bro what are you doing? Like, we need, I'm like, I'm not today, bro. I don't like the way the sun, I don't know. I feel like it needs to, needs to be in this position with tomorrow. Let's try tomorrow. I woke up on the wrong side of bed today. And then finally he was like, okay, today's the day, bro. We're working on this verse. And so then I ended up recording it and sending it. And man, I think 10 minutes later, like got the text and he's like, like, this is crazy. Whoa. And I was like, oh, God, thank you. You know, and even after that, it's like not guaranteed because, you know, albums change all the time, things happen. So I'm just like, man, I really hope like this this all works out. And so I remember when they finally announced the track list and my name was there and the album came out. Like, I remember being like, yeah, you know, that was like, wow. Because, you know, as an artist, it's like you're making music and uh, it's a weird thing to have a career where it's like you don't care what people think but at the same time you're making money and you're making a living from the opinions of people so it's like how do you balance that you know what I mean it's like yeah I only eat if people think this is good and they buy it and they buy the the tickets and they you know so for you to be like oh yeah but I don't care what they think no you care what they think but you also have to just have just like a like you know i'm confident in the journey and i'm like you know what i'm here for such a time as this god has me here for a reason so when that came out it was a movie and um that's when i started kind of toying with the idea of like all right cool but if i flip this and i made a remix and like i do the production and like with 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 dr china we really like make it a thing and so i hit adam and he was like yeah sure do your thing And that was like a year ago we started like working on that. And eventually it was like, okay, who should we get? And I remember blue hopping on and he had just won like best new artist at BT awards. And like he hops on and then we were still trying to see who else is going to get on. And I remember Lotto was number one at radio, I think in like April and someone was like, Oh, we should get Lotto. And I was like, all right. All right. I mean, like, I guess we're just putting like, we're just going for it, aren't we? And, 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 uh, within a week she had sent her verse back they're like she loves it and here's the verse and and suddenly i'm just like yo i'm this indie artist that for some reason has a song featuring maroon five Lotto, and blue like can somebody tell me how this is happening you know what i mean they all approve it they all like love it they all like behind it and so yeah that just dropped a week ago and i mean it's doing so well um people keep sending me videos and like yo they're playing it at my gym they're playing it at my dance studio and i don't know it's getting like hundreds of thousands of plays per day so i'm hyped man it just feels good to be back putting out music consistently and and again to like get people who i respect and love so much hopping on the sound like it's just like okay let's continue to tell the story
1: yeah don't you feel inspired phil don't you just feel like you know
0: I'm, I'm not sleeping tonight, Dan. I'm, I'm in this room right saying, now. Man, After this I have interview, spine. I'm getting back to straight work. Back, straight back to the kitchen, yo. So, um, so one thing I, I've always wanted to know, actually, is why did you change your name from T Collar to Bantu?
3: Just sounds better. T-Color sounds
0: too, like, white, like, too American. Like, too, like... Mm, that's the answer I was waiting for, brother. That's the answer I was waiting for. Mm, Take it um, back to the roots, son. Nah.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and I felt like it was perfect. It was like, I am Zimbabwe and I am to, And so it was like, for me, it was like a, a name everyone can say, but at the same time, like, roots. Straight straight up roots. And uh, mm. and so, yeah, it was, thank God I changed it. That would be unfortunate like to that. have to have a, the T-Color name at this point is he from Atlanta? Is he from like <laughs> Chicago? And he's like, no, he's Zimbabwe. Like, really?
1: <laughs> really? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to to quickly mention. There's there's two other huge things that you did. The one was um uh the familiar song. Yep. Which Grammy nominated uh, soundtrack? Nicki Minaj on your song. Yeah, that was wild. Tell, tell us about that one, man. How that one come about? Cool. Um, this will be my last one because I, I got a
3: dash in the studio. They like hitting me up, going crazy. But yes, um, yes, sir. Got you, got you, got you. It was, it was, it was. Um, <clears throat> again, a song I just started at home, and <clears throat> crazy story. This one is actually like one of my favorite stories because <clears throat> I think a lot of people have this like. Um, misconception like you have to have a equipment big studio in la blah blah first of all i never do anything in a big studio i actually don't work well in big fancy places so that's just <clears throat> the first thing is like i actually do my best when i have nothing so i have to almost create constantly know like yo even if you tell me you come to the studio so-and-so is gonna be there i'm like eh, well it's probably not gonna get much from me Like I'll probably come, shake hands, kiss babies, but I'm probably gonna do my best work when I go back and I'm in my environment. Cause I started making music when I was in my my parents' house, so like I like to keep that vibe where it's just like everyone's walking around doing their thing, and I'm just like in the living room with, with my headphones. So that one was like I was late at night. I was just working on ideas, and Chai was out somewhere, and I remember calling him like, "Bro, you have to get back now. I think I just made us a hit." So he was like, all right, cool. And he knows when I send the bad signal, it's usually serious. So like he got back and he just helped me with the lyrics. We fleshed it out, made the V finished everything. And, um, as I I was kind of starting to record it and actually like my neighbor was like next door, just banging like, and then I was like, oh man, it's like midnight. So I was like, let me just put it down. I'll whisper it. And like, because I was whispering, I was like, let me just put it in my phone and I'll just send it to my laptop. So I whispered, I was like, Father, Father, unforgivable. And the reason I'm whispering is just because I was like, not trying to wake up anyone and he was already pissed and stuff. So I do that in my phone, I send it to my laptop and yo, that ends up being the version that is in the movie, is that Nikki gets on, is on Spotify, is the version with over 200 million streams, is through my iPhone. Me singing through my not, re- not recorded in some studio it wasn't even a microphone. Like it was like a an iPhone and it was like, I'm whispering because it's, it's late not because of vibes, but it ends up being this beautiful aesthetic and, and, and soundscape and it ends up being what it is. And, and so when we sent the song out, they were like, Oh yeah, we like, they like it for Spider-Man. It's the new, like he's half, black half hispanic it's a whole thing and it's an animation i was like "All right, cool sick they're like yeah i think we're gonna get nikki we're gonna send it to nikki and again i was like all right cool (laughs) i would never say it's possible and next thing you know like a couple weeks later like i'm getting nikki of vocals and i'm like oh my god this is crazy um and yeah like i remember being back home and going to the movie theater with my family and like just being there watching the movie and like that moment where he's the song comes on and like i'm looking at my mom my dad my sister my brother and i was like wow this is like so insane that like little ideas that start on your laptop at midnight can end up on the big screen like this you know um so yeah that was an incredible time and i remember again months later getting a call like yo you're not made for a grammy i'm like for what what did i do i don't remember doing anything that would be not and it's like oh no it's for that song for the soundtrack and it's like yeah and no, it's, it's 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 it just was like a, a snowball effect of things and and uh and so yeah that that was incredible and like super life-changing and um to me those are just kind of moments that usually when something that ha- that happens i might be like feeling a little discouraged whatever and i'm like you know what this is another moment that I just feel like very, it's like, it's like God saying, keep going. Like we're just getting started. So, you know, now it's crazy. Cause like, you know, I've got so many songs and collabs and working with a lot more, like just connected with a lot of the Afrobeat artists coming out of South Africa and Nigeria and UK. And it's cool. Like, I feel like now things are starting to connect and like, you know i can't wait to get like a lot of these like songs and collabs out so like that's where i'm at you know but but yeah it's just 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 enjoying the ride and the journey and excited about the the african music scene in africa in zimbabwe but also like around the
1: world my man listen man that's what's up man what's thank up. you for chilling with us bro telling us these stories no man this is this dope this of course dope. and we could do it
3: again when i have more time and we could really dive into the nerdy stuff like whatever you know this was super fun and um
1: yeah I, I mean i just i just want to be knowing this stuff man we don't even have to do this on the podcast we could just call and <laughs> no but <laughs> i just want not be knowing this stuff no but thank you man uh and thank you and thank you for holding off all the people who are trying to get a hold of you uh we, we'll we'll play out this interview with your new song uh one light remix with maroon 5 uh mm. blue and, and big Lotto and uh, of course mm. bantu thank you so much for chilling with us man and we'll get a <laughs> chance to chat again uh, uh we'll let you know when this uh, when this episode comes out
3: sick guys thank you so much take care like right, bless my nice guy, all my
1: guy. All the best
3: thank you take
1: care this is this is a song i mean yo
2: one light one light one light, it's a damn dark world, but there's one light, one light, one light As long as I'm with you, then it's alright It used to feel like life was an enlistment midnight yeah. But now I got Dude. one light These diamonds to that night,
1: they don't need a light who gonna love you good as me and treat you right When they speak on us, I tell them we locked in for life Know they want some insight, but we private like the flight I gave up on love until I met you Every time he go shopping, now he cop too I like him with an attitude like Ice Cube Baby, you
2: a one to one, they ain't nothing like you One life, one life And we built it all off of one night What well, we got deeper than What well, you my peace when I'm stressed One one life, one life
0: Shining a light for me betting in the summer Oh, as you love me. Yeah, I left my credit card in your go yard. Yo, told you to max it. I was just taking a strong lead like Angela Bassett. I was just pressing all of your buttons to get a reaction. No, I need that. Old ain't bad like a 68 classic. What you need? Flew you out of the Cabo, by the Marina. Let's go have on a baby, not go half on a freena. One light, one life, one life. It's a damn
2: double.